How's it going, everybody? Derek from Make Media Studios, and today I'm here with Michael Soledad. He is a creator that I follow on Instagram and YouTube. He's got some amazing content. Really happy that he's here with me today. How's it going, Michael? Pretty good, Derek. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really expecting such a production. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm uh, Thank you for um, working with me here. I know our internets and everything, we're, we're making everything, we're troubleshooting today. So um, yes. thanks, thanks for being on board with that. I love of your course. studio setup. It's really nice. Thank you. It's very small. It looks more impressive in pictures, to be honest with you, than it, what it really is in real life. <laughs> but, you know, you you work with what you got, right? So, and it's like I said earlier, this is like a uh, a work in progress for the last two years. Ah. So, for anyone who aspires to have like a nice studio or office, keep at it. It's it just time. one piece at a time. It takes time. Much. Takes time. <laughs> All right. So, for some of my viewers out there and people, um, you should definitely follow him. His links are going to be down below. But, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm a graphic designer. Actually, by trade, I was a graphic designer and a photographer for the last maybe 15 years. Photography was more of a hobby, which okay. I just started you know, using as part of my job in the last, I'd say, like three years. Mm -hmm. um, and since you know, the pandemic, basically, uh, all of my business, you know, my my clients from the graphic design side of the business kind of went quiet, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. So I've switched to full content creation since then. And so far, I mean, I'm still starting from the bottom, but so far, so good. It looks, it's promising. So I'm just keeping at it pretty good. much. Good job. And so that's, so you've been really kind of working on this just since um, like April, March, April? I would actually before that, like around January, but I never had the chance to, I never gave myself the chance to really um, focus on it until... Okay. Around April, yes. Oh, wow, wow. Um, graphic, graphic design wise, what were you, what were you doing? Honestly, the boring stuff. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most exciting because most of my clients were in um, commercial real estate. Okay, so I had to design a lot of brochures and marketing materials that were very much serious. You know okay. what I mean? So lots of stats, lots of building pictures, okay, and lots of like land. Yeah. <laughs> so not the most exciting, but it was very, mm, it was rewarding in okay. a sense, not creatively, but um, it was working for me. It was providing enough for my myself and my family. Mm -hmm. So that was great. But then, you know, I slowly dabbled into like uh, content creation a few years back, but never okay. really took it seriously until this year. Okay. And yeah, I had to basically switch, which is kind of a good thing. You know, I mean, yeah. if there's a silver lining out of all of this, it's that I found another way to um, hopefully make a living. Right, right. And you got to do something that you're enjoying. Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I have, I, I do corporate videography. That's kind of where my background is. Um, mm -hmm. I have a, I still have a customer. I told you, I let you know that I just moved down here to LA from the Bay Area. Yes. But I uh -huh. have a customer up in the Bay Area still. Um, it's an energy company, and I do most of them. Their their content creator, so I'm in contract oh, with them. Um, I was in contract with them for a couple of years, so what's nice is I've built. I made a whole bunch of B roll, and I have a lot of clips already and things that we kind of built up. And so I'm mm -hmm. still their content creator from a distance now because of COVID. Everything's closed, so I'm able to still edit things from here and keep them. So how do you feel about that though? Like being away, it's like hard. being able to work. It's hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, um, you mean be away, like as in moving 300 miles 
Well, I mean, I guess the context of that question is that how do you feel like as a content creator for working with a client that you've worked with in the past, but not having to show up at the office? Yeah, it's um, it's different now. It's, you know, it I know that it's going to evolve into the point that eventually I'm probably going to have to step away, you know, because they're going to need someone a little bit more local eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still willing to make the travel and stuff like that, but I like that I have the client because it's helping me. It's, it's kind of a jumping off point for me down here. Right. Right. I I have something Mm -hmm. to hold on to right now to, to keep me afloat with my family and, um, things Mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, it's, 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 I've seen them a couple times. We've done a couple shoots in their office since COVID started. And, you know, we're very, we're social distance. We're, you know, masks and, you know, I set up the mics and everything and I step away and then one person yeah. comes in and talks on a green screen and then and then yeah. um, that's about it. But yeah, it's 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 a lot different now. It's um I miss I miss shaking different. hands. You know what I mean? That's yeah. <laughs> I'm a very social person. Me too. So that's the thing that I miss the most. Just like interacting with my coworkers. Yeah. And that's partly the reason why I started the podcast, is because so I could talk to other people. Yeah. As selfish as that may sound. No, no, um, that's not selfish at all. I agree. I'm, I'm a very social person and um, it's weird that I'm in this. I'm as a freelance videographer, though, I feel like 80 percent of my time is in my office editing or, you mm. know, I'm not really with people. And you're always kind of meeting a new person when you're going out and filming. So yeah. that's that's fun. But um, I actually just made a little post about this this week. That is, you know, kind of mental health and. And it being, you know, kind of alone in the creative world a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you know it's I mean? very lonely. Mm-hmm. And people think that it's a, it's just something that we like to say. But yeah. it really is. Um, like you said, you know, being, being a videographer, mm-hmm. most of your time is being spent editing. Yeah. And those take hours. Yeah. And, you know, it, when you sit down and start working, you don't even realize the time. It's just like five, six hours went by and you're basically in the intro, you know, that, right. that it's just it's so much work. And I think I think for me, maybe for you as well, being a social person, it's um, it saps a lot of your energy, you know, what I mean? and you kind of want to recharge. So uh-huh. you're looking for that interaction, the human interaction mm-hmm. that we, we kind of miss. But hopefully things things get better hopefully i think it will i think that's Mm -hmm. that's what's the great thing about having this podcast and having like um your own personal i like having my youtube channel because that gives me an output to make stuff creative that i like and connect with people and grow an audience absolutely agree yeah that's true you were just talking about your podcast a minute ago what's um what's your podcast on oh well my podcast is called the uh the coffee with creators podcast Mm -hmm. and as i mentioned earlier it was mostly the idea came from um, me just being able to talk to other creatives. Mm -hmm. And even when before the pandemic happened, I've always had that that hunger Mm -hmm. for just interacting with other people. And it really started to leave an impression on me when I attended Adobe Max last year. Okay, so Adobe Max was the first big event that I was able to attend where I met a lot of these creatives and, you know, yeah, just talk to them like from different fields. And it was just so refreshing and quite frankly, energizing. Nice. And also inspiring. It made me feel like I'm not alone Mm. because as creatives, you tend to feel you're always like in your head. Right. You tend to feel like you're so different from everyone else that it makes you feel a little bit weird. I mean, the last time I brought up a topic about, I don't know, Photoshop or photography in like, 
when I was amongst my friends or family, they looked at me weird. You know what I mean? Because yeah. most of the people that I'm around with are not in the same field. Absolutely. And so when I experienced that in Adobe uh, Max, I had that hunger to just connect with other creatives. And so I said, you know, maybe I should start a podcast. Luckily, a friend of mine, well, I, back then we weren't really friends. We just, she followed my account. Her name is Chelsea Horn. Okay. And she followed my account on Instagram. And I think I made a post about like wanting to start a podcast. And I've actually tried starting a podcast, but it kept failing. Okay. Um, yeah. Due to technical difficulties, mostly. And the friend that I was supposed to do it with, she got really, really busy because she's a nurse. And so just our schedules always just kept, um, it was just, just wasn't working. And then Chelsea um, just randomly commented in my photo and said, maybe we should start a podcast. And I don't know what it was, but I like people who are like that, who are willing to just, let's do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's, let's try something out. Because yeah. all my life, I've been around people who are always talking about wanting to do things. Mm-hmm. And very few people do them. who actually want to do the thing, right? Yeah. So I said, all right, if you think that we could make a podcast, let's schedule a Zoom meeting or an Instagram, I don't know, like a video conference or something. And we did the next day just nice. to see if we meshed. And yeah, she's great. Like we became almost instantly became friends and we've been doing the podcast since April. Nice. And uh, we are now, we just finished recording episode 24. So basically the gist of the podcast is like the reason why it's called Coffee with Creators. It's not about coffee. It's like two creative friends who are Mm -hmm. sitting in a coffee shop Mm -hmm. and we're just talking about creative life. And if anyone walks in and says, hey, we want to sit down and listen to you guys or chat with you, they're more than welcome. So we try to foster that type of environment in that podcast. And that's basically it. And we've we've had um, a few guests uh, recently. And I think we shot ourselves in the foot because we just realized that every week that we're recording, we now have a guest. So it's now more of a pressure. Right. To, to, to turn out content so but it's great though thank it's, you for asking no it's it's i mean i i guess i'm kind of down the same path right mine mine is you know make media podcast but mine is um the same thing i i want to meet with other creatives in as many different fields as i can and give them a voice right someone that they can yes. they can talk about what they've done their history and advice so i think that that's really cool i'm i'm jealous because i just saw that you had landon from a uh, full-time filmmaker He's so awesome. Yeah, I bet. I want to. I, I, As a videographer, I know you've seen his work. I have seen his work. He's one of the most down to earth people I've ever met. And I was like, you know, I, I was telling him, I said, dude, like I when I was messaging before before the podcast, I was saying I asked him if he would be kind enough to to, to attend or to be part of the podcast. And yeah. he's like. Yeah, I love you guys. Like I listened to I'm like, what? Like I can't believe it. Yeah. So I was like fanboying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you yeah, um does that do you ever is how is it meeting a new person like this that we're doing right now? How is that for you? Like just meeting someone through the internet randomly and just striking up a conversation and how is that? I like the um spontaneity of mm-hmm. it. And maybe that's just my personality when when I was a child, when I was a kid, um, I was always shy. And to basically, even through high school, I never really talked to people. And But the, the thing that I noticed is that once I get to know someone, I it's easy for me to make friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm always never the type of guy who, who just like would approach people and just say hi. So I feel like that's, not, that's one of my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So my strength, is, I, I think, uh, personality-wise, is I can be warm. 
to people. Mm. Like anyone can approach me and talk to me and say hi. And that's definitely what I try to aspire. I mean, aspire to in my social media platforms is to be someone that's approachable. Yeah, thank you. By and the so, way. yeah, <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. Like like this one, for example, like. In the beginning, when when I I've never met you before, right? And prior to this, we've only exchanged what two, three emails? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not even three. Yeah, and so I had no idea, but I always look at it as like, it's like me going to like a bookstore and then seeing someone also looking at the same aisle and looking at the same titles or the same genres, and I'll be like, did you read this book? Is、yeah. it good? You know? Yeah. So that's how I see you, and I like this.、Um, yeah. Me too. I try not to think about it too much, right? Because when you get in your head,、mm -hmm. then you start adding all these nonsensical things, like, "Oh, this person might be this. This person might not might not like me," and all that stuff. But、that's, you know, I just try to read, you know, people as best as I can, and that's the best we we can do anyway. Ninety percent of the people you you come across are going to be nice people. Yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I enjoy it. I I'm I'm kind of that exact same way. I I. I When people first meet me, I'm usually quiet, right? I'm quiet. I'm the quiet one. But once I'm your friend, I'm like the one that talks the most in the group. <laughs> so it's like I and I'm so I'm very shy at first. And so some of the things that brought me out of my shell, young when I was younger, is I played. I my my best friend had a band, and I played bass guitar. And、oh, his bass、okay. player quit the band. This is like in high school. And、mm -hmm. he he's looked at me and he's like, "We need a bass player. You own a bass." And I'm like, "I don't even know how to play it."、And、he's like, "Well, I'm gonna teach you all our songs, and you're gonna start playing bass for us." So I learned how to play playing their songs. They put me on stage, and that really brought me out of my shell.、Um, oh, good. And so ever since then, yeah, I'm definitely more talkative and open. My wife. Doesn't understand how I can just put myself in front of the camera and just start talking, <laughs> right? Like it's a, it's a weird thing. Like even my wife, she's not. She's like, "What do you do again?" Like, I'm I'm serious. Like if she if she is asked by someone, like, "What does your husband do?" She'd be like, "I don't know." She just, he just shows up on camera and he takes pictures of his desk and all that stuff, but they don't get it. But it's one of those things that there's an enjoyment there, right? Like、mm -hmm. there's there it's it's a new form. It's、mm -hmm. not really a new form, but、right. it's a more newly accepted form of creative expression. I、right. feel, so、um, I completely get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, How long ago did you start your podcast? I know I don't mean to be、yeah. the host of this podcast, but I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I like I like going back and forth the questions. I、yeah. um, I started at the beginning of the pandemic. I think we're both about the same point. I think I'm at. Oh, okay. This is episode nineteen. Oh yeah, you're right. We're just about the same. Yeah. So this is about、okay. yeah episode nineteen. I took a couple week breaks here and there, but now I'm like this podcast. Spoil everyone out there in the world watching it right now. They probably won't see this for about three three weeks because I kind of、mm -hmm. did a whole bunch this week and I'm I'm kind of building back up.、Um, I see.、Um, you're more efficient than us. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just trying to get ahead of it because that's what happened last time. I felt like I well I moved. I moved right、yeah. in the middle of it, and that was、yeah. that kind of just dropped me off my YouTube channel for like a month. And、okay. you know, doing that whole move and everything, but yeah, now I'm here. How do, yeah, how, how do you feel about、um, stacking your your content in that way? Like, do you create content? You, you do you try to plan your content in a way where okay, I have like a week to create as much as I can, and then slowly just like let them loose into the world. I I, I guess I I like structure and schedule. So like this one, it's like I really want to do a podcast on Mondays, and I want to put out a tutorial or some kind of a video, me either talking to the camera about a subject matter 
or you know, um, you know, doing an, a, a tutorial on Photoshop or or, or doing a photo, like a Premiere Pro one on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So I like to post twice a week. And yeah, I guess I like structure. That's why I joined okay. the Navy. That's true. <laughs> That's why I will never be able to live that life because <laughs> I am too messy. No, I am too I'm though. That's the thing. I feel like there's just certain things that I'm I can be structured with, like this. Like I, I find join in the structure but then yeah i'm also a you ask my wife i'm a gigantic mess i'm just <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting though i tried doing that like and this shows how uh diverse people are mm -hmm. and i try to structure my content but like for example i've i have this collaboration with a, a company and they said okay for for the next couple months we want we would like you to create content you know, based on this and please submit all the content by this date and mm. that will run for like the next couple months. Mm. And I actually told them, I said, I have all the content. I gave them pictures. Yeah. Like, okay, here are the pictures that I'm going to release for the next couple months. And then I came back, I actually went back to them and I emailed them. I said, here are new pictures. Right. And they're like, why are you sending me more? Why are you sending us more pictures? And I'm like, there's something about content for me mm -hmm. that has to be almost like it has to occur it has to be uh current i agree like if i you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i can't i don't know even if it's just a picture to me personally it's just like it feels so old to me mm. when i took when i take a picture of this object that's on my desk um six months later it will look very old to me even though for my for a the viewer. audience right yeah they're brand new but to me it's just i i like I, I like to keep it fresh and i think that has that speaks a lot about the type of content that i i put out mm -hmm. i it's more of a personal satisfaction mm -hmm. for me you know what i mean it's not just oh this is going to look cool and people are going to like it and blah blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. it's more about this looks cool and this looks really good it feels really good for me mm -hmm. and so i like to deliver content in that way i wish i could be as structured as you to be honest with you. um because <laughs> it I, saves me a lot of time i like i agree i agree with what you're saying though because i do mm -hmm. like the, i don't i think with your podcast today i'm at like a point now where i don't want to get any more because like, i feel like i'm gonna be too far out i do like things to be feel more fresh i if i was definitely talking about things that are happening in the world today i feel like that wouldn't you wouldn't be able to plan that out oh yeah you know because sure. it needs to be current it needs to be fresh like mm -hmm. if we were talking about what's going in the political climate or we're going on with these different things, you know, that's that would have to be done and produced and put out that day. Right. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. But so for this, though, I feel like it's just it's on. It's right before that cutoff point that I can be like, OK, I can hold on okay, for, yeah. for a little bit. But I'm just saying I wish I could be like you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be like you. <laughs> the grass is always greener. Isn't that funny? But, well, I mean, I, I just. Your your photo editing style, man. When you go through your feed, you have this brown and clean white look that you you know what I'm talking about. What like I've yeah. seen your I've seen your other Instagram where you show editing. You actually are editing yes. the photos. Yeah. Um, that's where did that style come from? Have you always had that photography style? No, and this this is a very funny question to ask me because just right now, like maybe an hour ago, I was filling out a form that's going to appear on a blog post somewhere. And they basically ask, you know, similar questions. And one of the questions was, where did you, where do you find inspiration for your photos? Like your style and everything. And for the first time I was able to nail it down, I think. Okay. I was able to nail it down. And I said, it was, it's the sunset. Ooh. And the reason why I say that is because I'm 
I grew up in the Philippines. I was born and raised in Quezon City in the Philippines. Okay. For for 22 years. And the Philippines is the only place that I've been to that has such dramatic sunsets, like beautiful sunsets. Ooh. And I even remember the entire house, like where I grew up in, was bathed in orange. And no matter how messy the house was, once that orange glow filled the entire room, it just felt very different. And I was on Reddit a few days ago and someone posted a picture of a sunset in the Philippines. And I said, I'll be honest, this, the sunsets in the Philippines is one of the most, like prob- actually probably the thing that I miss the most hmm. about, you know, living back at home. It's just different. Like obviously my family, I, I miss my family, but everything else is just, it almost feels like it pales in comparison to that feeling when I see it. So when I started taking photos, I guess sub- subconsciously, I tried to mimic that feel. That's why yeah. I like working next to a window. That's why I like using natural light. Mm-hmm. I use natural light to um, to light up my photos most 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I go for that warm, cozy glow, like that look. And that's it's one of those things that I just refined over the years. And I just kept, kept editing it because... I was going for the feel. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. not necessarily the aesthetic that people are always after. Because when you think about, at least for me, when I think about us aesthetic when editing photos, people like everything just clean and white and almost like sterile. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for technology, mm-hmm. for product shots, they love that. They love buying like white boxes and putting right. white backgrounds and all that stuff. And right. I, I get it. Like, it's cool. I, I, see, I see the Apple appeal you know what i mean yeah that's definitely not my style i'm more of like the warm uh orange and brown and dark yeah so it's like dark but it's not depressing dark if you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no i i I didn't think about it that way with the sunset that was then that's a really it's a really good look um i think it's very original because in a really thank you think a really really original look like i said i just discovered that today (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Philippines. Well, how long, when did you move here from the Philippines? Uh, I'd say, I think it was like 2003 or 2004. Oh, wow. So yeah, that, yeah, I'd say around that time because I graduated college 2002. Okay. Then it, and I think 2003 was when I, when we moved, um, my parents were always like, I've all, I, I have family here. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, we always traveled to the U S um, okay almost every summer and i think um my people my 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 friends were asking um a lot of them have asked me before like if you just moved here you know you're not even you're not even 20 years in this country it seems like you you pick up the language like pretty well and it's a it's a very common question that i get and you know i i guess i'm just um i I just would like to say that it's the reason why is because i've always traveled here and also um, my parents basically taught us English as our first language because he, she felt they felt like if we were growing up in the Philippines, mm-hmm. eventually we'll pick up the local language right? because we're interacting with people. Uh-huh. So the best way for us to learn English was to teach us as, you know, English as our first language. Mm. And that's why it became very, um, it's like second nature for me, huh? pretty much. 
Yeah. I don't know why I threw that in because no. I just feel like your question was leading into that. No. Because um, I, I've gotten that question a lot. Oh, well, actually, so I've been, I've been to the Philippines because of the Navy. Yeah. Uh, I've been to two, I've been to Manila um, and I've been to uh, Puerto Princess. Oh, that's, it's beautiful there. Beautiful there. Um, yeah. And then I've seen, I've seen the, is it the Underground River? Right? Isn't it like one of the wonders of the world? Is it the... I, I think you've been to more places than me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, t- Tagalog. Is that the, the, the language? Tagalog, yes. Tagalog. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the YouTubers I watched, I can't think of his first name. Last name is Dasovich. He was a YouTuber from the Philippines. He lived in the States, but he, he went out to the Philippines. But I've heard him, him and his family speak. Uses a lot of English words. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of, they, they, they sprinkle them in there. And it's almost like you can listen to the language and still kind of understand it, which is very interesting. It's a very interesting language. Tagalog. Um, there's a thing where we call it, we call it Taglish. Okay. It's yes. basically yes, Tagalog a- and English. Yeah. And it's so common. It's almost like, it almost feels like the actual language in the Philippines. Okay. Then that's why a lot of people are very English literate there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this thing called, they're, they're basically called borrowed words. So there's a lot of Tagalog words that you we couldn't really or English words that we couldn't really translate into Tagalog. Got it. And so instead of doing that, we've almost just borrowed the word and changed the spelling. Okay. You know, to, like, I'll give you an example. There is a Tagalog word for an airplane, but it's very, very long. And it's <laughs> not necessarily a word. It's almost like a description of what it is. So it's almost like saying it is a vehicle that's flying in the air. But translate that into Tagalog, and it's that's like the a... word for airplane. So instead of using the Tagalog term for airplane, we just call it aeroplano. Okay. So it's it's a borrowed word. So it's not really a word. And then so as you know, when I was growing up, I noticed that like the whole nation was basically like that. They were learning these words that that didn't have a direct translation. So they would just use the English word basically. Hmm. And it's become so common that it's second nature for the country to use Tagalog and then sprinkle a little bit of English in there. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> I just think yeah. it, I just think it was a cool language because you can because like at least the the, the Tagalish what, what was the Tag, Taglish Taglish yeah that's that's yeah. the version that I that I've heard. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. One of <laughs> one of the side things going back to that you talked about earlier was um, people that talk but then don't do i think that was a good thing that you were saying a while back there oh yeah would you give yeah I, i've come across that a few times that's i've i hate i hate to like i don't want to like throw anyone under the bus but like I've, I've had people that i've been creative in the past with that mm-hmm. i feel like it's a lot of talk and then there's just no do and i i've always been the one that said you got to say yes to everything. That's like my motto. I feel like I say it in mm-hmm. every podcast. Like for me, starting out as a freelancer, I got to say yes. I got to say yes. Um, what What do you feel about that? What's your What's your opinion? Well, I feel like by saying that you're not necessarily throwing anyone under the bus because I feel that most people are like that, and it has a lot to do with how you know our comfort levels. Mm-hmm. You know, having a job that you can just show up to. And I'm not trying to diminish whatever job anyone has, Mm -hmm. but literally you show up, you get paid. Right. Regardless of what your performance, almost regardless of what your performance is. Right. um, The question would be how much more are you going to get paid next year or how long are you going to keep that job if you're not doing a good, you know, well enough job. Yeah. But if you're a freelancer, just like you and me, Mm -hmm. you and I both know that we have to show up and actually do the work. Right. Right. And that's basically taught me 
and I was never like this my entire life. I learned, I've learned a lot of things from starting from the ground up. I got laid off three times in my entire career. Um, and the last time was just right before the pandemic. No, no, actually like two years ago when I started my Instagram account. And I kind of knew that that was going to happen. And so that happened and I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of trying to be the good worker and mm. just showing up. And that's the thing. Like I caught myself. I said, you know, I was just showing up and that's, that's all I was doing. And I would, I all, I knew actually, as a matter of fact, I put out this video on YouTube just recently and it's called just start. Mm. And I kind of share that story. And what it is basically is that I found myself sitting in front of the, the, the computer screen, looking at all these creators, these YouTubers and whoever else that I admire. And I've always said, I want to do that. You know, I want to do that. Yeah. I can do that. As a matter of fact, I think I can do better than that. That's all I, you know, I kept yep. saying, saying to myself, but then years went by. I never did anything, hmm. never did anything, but it has to do with because of how comfortable I was. And yeah. so I was comfortable with my position. I was getting paid every month, you know, regardless of what. So there were no mm -hmm. consequences. But since I got laid off and, you know, I started freelancing, I realized that instead of saying that you want to do something, you just go do it. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate that with people like Chelsea, for example, because when she says she wants to do something, she'll do something. Yeah. And she definitely proved that. And so now I made a new friend. And I feel like it's a trait that not everyone has. Yeah. But everyone can learn. True. So that's how we feel. Um, I prefer to work with people like that. Because quite frankly, yeah, you can have a million people that will share with you the things that they want to do. Mm -hmm. But that won't mean anything if they don't mm -hmm. any if they actually don't do anything. Sure. There was yeah. a um, I don't know where I heard it, watched it or something, but it was like a study. It's like the endorphins. You when you say you're going to do something like you're like I'm going to start an Instagram account and I'm just going to make it like a certain and you start talking with someone about it and you never actually do it. But you still achieve some of those endorphins by talking about it. So you're so, right. you know, I'm always like the one that like I've learned now where it's like, all right, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I'll talk about it later that I did it instead of yes. saying that I'm going to do something. Because yes. if you just start talking about it, you get wrapped up in that whole you get you get the high almost mm -hmm. of of doing it without actually doing it. It's like people who and I've you know fallen into this category many, many times, but it's like people who who get a gym membership and you okay. start to feel good because you have a gym membership, right. but you never use it. You took and one photo like, with the, with the thing on your keychain, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like one, one, one photo of a shoe, you know, I'm, I'm at the gym today. I'm at the gym and that's it. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, it, I get that. Like what you just said, like it, it's that dopamine mean yeah. hit. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like, Oh yeah, I did something, but you're convincing yourself that you did something. You didn't really do anything. And at the end of the day, no one else is going to ask you what you did. Right. It's just you. You're, you're alone with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, how did my day go? Right. Uh, I didn't do anything. So I'm, I got sick of that feeling. Right. I, like you said, mm -hmm. I wanted to start feeling proud of this exactly what you said. But I think this is what you were, you're, you were alluding to, basically. Is right. that, that sense of pride, right? That, that sense of um, accomplishment that only you can give yourself. Mm -hmm. And you only give that to yourself if you actually do the work. And right. Talk about it later. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, just do the work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've touched on it a couple of times, but why don't you, um, one thing I like to do here in the podcast is kind of have um, creators give some advice to other people out there that want to start 
or you know have been sitting there like you've been saying going oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but i haven't done it what what would you give some advice to some people out there about that absolutely and my advice is something that we always repeat in the podcast we repeat it in the podcast so much that i'm getting sick of it and i even made a video about it and it's to just start Mm -hmm. actually this morning we had a guest and this guest I think your listeners will appreciate this. This guest had no experience with whatever it is that he was doing. Uh, No experience in content creation, in how to use a camera, or building whatever it is that he was building. But instead of... Oh, and he lacked the resources. Like, he couldn't find any resources online, on YouTube, on Google, or anything like that. And you know what he did? He just started. Because he felt that the only way for him to learn that is to actually do the work. And so he did, and he is growing like crazy. And I, it's just something that I feel is latent in a lot of people. So if you are listening to this, if you're watching this and you feel that you're stuck somewhere, start. It doesn't have to be a lot of work. It just has to be one step. One right. step forward, one inch yeah. is, is better than not moving at all. And once you start the wheel, eventually you'll get momentum. Mm-hmm. And then you'll realize, you'll start to think like, how come I never started yeah. Back then. Right. Yeah. So I was watching when I started like started watching Casey Neistat on um, YouTube back in like 2016. And I I actually have a couple of on my other YouTube channel, um, like my personal one. I have a couple of vlogs because I made these Casey Neistat style vlogs. And I just yeah, I, I, I one day I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I think that's a great some great advice. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. It's really hard to give advice. Even no, I can I like you know I can give you an encyclopedia of advice, but if you don't start, it's not going to do anything. It's just paperweight. What are some so, of the um? What are some of the influencers out there that have influenced you to start? Um, that's a really good question. Um, there's a lot uh, of people that I really admire. I admired Peter McKinnon for the Ooh, longest time. Yep. Yeah, I think everyone loves him, right? Yeah. And the one of the things that he the, met, the, the thing that I got from his, his content is that he really seemed to enjoy what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that, that sense of like creative expression was so attractive to me that I'm like, I feel the same way when he makes those videos. Like I want to make videos that are like that, that can show my like the things that I feel. Mm-hmm. And I also admired, I used to watch a lot of car content mm-hmm. and this was like during the Top Gear years, and there's a, an auto journalist by the name of Chris Harris. I don't know if you've come I, across him before. I haven't come across him, but I have to look into him. Yeah, so he used to be a, I think he was just like a um, a contributor to one of those like websites where he talks about cars and stuff. And then he started his own YouTube channel, and he just did his content. He made his content, and guess what? Now he's the host of Top Gear. Wow. And this was just like in the in the span of like less than 10 years. Like right. when when like in at what point in time were you can you find something like mm-hmm. that? Like some guy who just wanted to talk about something that he liked mm-hmm. and then suddenly picked up by an international show. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just great. And it just shows you like he's not particularly good. I mean, he is good. Yeah. But he's it's not like he he's the best out of there. But yeah. the point is he started something. Right. Right. And I think those are the people that really inspire me. I'm not much for hype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of uh, content creators out there that have a lot of hype behind them. And I appreciate that. I can see it. 
but that's not really what draw that those are not the qualities that draw me in right to, you know to really like them in that sense but uh, it's it's a hard question to ask yeah. that's a long way of answering that question <laughs> well back to being peter mckinnon i mean i i love his stuff because you think about where he was four years ago 2016 and i remember starting yeah. to watch him then and um that's what i'm so excited about my office like it's like i remember seeing him in his office and then he and he tells that story like i just watched this video the other day where they just hit i remember i don't know which one it was three million i don't or one million wow. i don't know i don't know that's anyways crazy. he just He's gone from that office to a where he's gone to two different locations, right? I saw him go from his bedroom to this the office that Maddie Hapoya has now, and then he's mm-hmm. moved on to having that huge warehouse, and that's my dream. I would love to have. A I make- know, me too, <laughs> me too. I, this this office is so small. If you know, <laughs> it's really small. And I was telling my wife, I said, I think you know, I think I need a new office, and she's like. Where are we going to get the space? And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm working towards that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. one day so, you and me will team up and we'll get a place like halfway between Long Beach and uh, San Diego. And then we'll have a... <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be so cool with that. It's just it's just nice to think that there are other creators that I can meet. You yeah. know what I mean? Finally, in person and not through... This is nice though, but... Yeah. Well, actually, I, you're one I of the closest people here that I think I've had on the podcast. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to link up with you eventually and maybe um, for sure do something. With and you thank you for having me again, by the way. Yeah, And thank you. Um, <laughs> so any and thank you for doing the thank you for giving advice. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, I'm going to we're going to be wrapping it up here. I'm just going to let everyone sure. know that down below is his information and his content. So you can follow him and see what he's doing. Links to his podcast, links to his social media. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Derek. Really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. This has been another Make Media Podcast, and we are out.